0: must not go back to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are, it is our choices.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm your host, Dan, and we are here with another chapter from the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 11, The Dueling Club. And today we have Elizabeth back with us.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: So uh, before we get into the the meat of this chapter, uh, I just wanted to knock off a couple of random things that just popped out at me during this. (laughs) The first thing I'm just going to bring up here is I have never heard of this before, and I have read the uh fantastic beasts and where to find them and I haven't read in a while mm-hmm. but i do not remember what a blood-sucking bugbear was <laughs> hagrid mentions it as a possible culprit in the rooster slayings <laughs> and i have no idea what a bug what a blood-sucking bugbear is but uh yeah there's a mention for that <laughs> and moving on quickly from it. um <laughs> So we get introduced to what a parcel mouth is, Mm -hmm. um, and they have the ability to speak with snakes.
0: Which is such a cool skill. It's
1: very cool. Um, We're going to get into it a little bit later, which is why I'm mentioning it right off the bat here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just a cool kind of idea. Um, I guess we do kind of see it earlier in Sorcerer's Stone when he talks to the snake at the zoo where he's talking and the snake seems to understand free him. to
0: go to Brazil. Yeah.
1: So we kind of see it there a little bit, but um, no, just kind of a cool talent to have. It'd be probably a better talent to have if you were, I guess, in an area with more snakes. I'm not exactly sure of the snake population <laughs> of the United Kingdom, but, you know. Um, but if you
0: saw them, it'd be interesting to hear what they'd have to say and... How many would want to listen to you versus continue to attack you regardless? Or just, you know, be your friend? little snake friend? Yeah. I,
1: they mentioned... Uh, we can go into it a little bit later. But <laughs> um, there is an avenue to go down here as far as, like, uh, uses. And yeah. kind of what that talent might give you outside of just the ability to speak with them. Right. Anyway. Then the other thing that jumped out to me... On these... On this reread that we've done, Mm -hmm. little things have popped out to me, like the wording of things. Like uh, on one of the last episodes, we had Professor Bin's. many people have said that's how he died and that's how he came back. Well, many people have said isn't like actual fact, that's hearsay.
0: Yeah, he's become a thing of legends.
1: Yeah, so catching little words like that makes you perk up a little bit. And this one caught me as the first time we hear of Professor Sinistra. And they take it along with from the astronomy department. Mm -hmm. And again, I've always thought of her as the astronomy teacher. Mm -hmm. Done. Astronomy department. So, you're
0: wondering if there's many astronomy professors. Yes,
1: the astronomy department <laughs> makes you then think that there are more than one professor. Not in the necessarily.
0: Subject. I'm in the English department and it's me and one other teacher. That is plural.
1: You and one other teacher. <laughs> but
0: technically, I teach everybody except the freshmen. So, like, I am sure. almost the entire English department. And you
1: just said the word almost <laughs> the entire.
0: The other teacher is also the complete Spanish department. She has one English class for the high school, so it's like... But all the other teachers, like our math teacher, there's one math teacher, so it's the math department. There's one science teacher, there's one history teacher, there's one you art teacher. You work in a school of it's 30 a,
1: kids. <laughs> 30 kids. There's there are more
0: like, than 30.
1: There are like 30 there's kids in one a hundred. year. It's, it's probably 100. A a there's probably
0: 100. It's not that small.
1: So... <laughs> So Hogwarts is a bigger school than the one you work at, either way.
0: Yeah, but that goes back into our whole, like, like schedule with the professors. Yeah, they, go check
1: out the Potions Master, by the way, where...
0: I made you, a schedule. Yeah, you it break down intense. the Honorable
1: schedule. But, they need
0: to be paid more.
1: But no, but that goes to this point of, like, that's a lot of work. We never... I, I,
0: we rarely hear about astronomy.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. And part of that
0: is probably just because it's like, it has to happen at night, so that schedule's weird.
1: All we've heard about so far is McGonagall and Snape and Flitwick. And Lockhart. And Lockhart. But (laughs) they, as far as we know, teach every year, every class. Right. Like you said, that's hard to do. even No matter how many students you have, that's hard to do. Yeah. So (laughs) this idea of an astronomy department, I'm just like...
0: I think it's just you hearing department and being of a bigger school thinking multiple teachers in a department. Whereas I hear department and I'm like, oh, it's that one teacher. She
1: could have used a different word. She could have just used astronomy
0: class. She could have,
1: (laughs) but she didn't. That's what I'm saying.
0: I think you're nitpicking words. It just jumped out to me as something (laughs)
1: that, like, when I hear the words whatever subject department I think of.
0: See, for me, I just think like all the different classes that are taught, like I am in the English department. I have five different classes I have to prep for, which is a lot for teachers in general. Usually it's like two, maybe three. I have five and the science teacher in my school has six classes to prep for and she is the science department.
1: I'll move on from it. (laughs) I just caught it and thought, that's a weird choice of words if it's mm-hmm. just one person, but anyway, I digress. What well, other so, random
0: things stuck out to you?
1: Let's see, because
0: I particularly enjoyed the legal trade of all of the like the safety like talisman and and things to protect them from the heir Slytherin. You know but where was, I think like, they got
1: that idea from hmm. is uh, Lockhart spouting his. Um, <laughs> His, I guess, ways of getting rid of werewolves or banshees or whatever else. Amulet
0: or something.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I I gave them all amulets, and they have forever been saved from." It just makes me laugh because
0: it's like even the Muggle world. This is the same thing that kind of happens. Like people take advantage of fear because they know they can make a quick profit, and everyone is terrified. Even Neville, who they're like, "You're pure blood." He's like, "But I suck. I'm almost a squib." It's like you won't get attacked you shouldn't get attacked you don't need to spend your money on these little talisman and things
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just made me laugh
1: um yeah that was uh that was one thing that was good i did like ron ron had a couple of good quotes um throughout this but one after he meets uh harry again after harry gets out of the hospital wing which mm. is right out of the right out of the gate of this chapter. Um,
0: so Dobby stopped us from getting on the train and broke your arm. You know what, Harry? If he doesn't stop trying to save your life, he's gonna kill you.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just a great quote, and it's such to me an essential like Ron quote. Yeah, like that's it would be one of the and I
0: could see him saying it with such a straight face too, and not realizing like how funny how of a ridiculous quote that it is. is.
1: <laughs> it, This is hard to say because it's right off the top of my head, but if I had to pull, like, 10 or 15 quotes of, like, what's essential, Ron, this would probably (laughs) be one of them. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just.
0: Well, then, too, because that's what the thought is in Harry's brain of, okay, Dobby gets associated with, like, you know, danger or I'm going to get hurt kind of a thing or I'm going to get in trouble kind of thing. So then it's, like, reframing his way of viewing Dobby. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until yeah.
0: that gets challenged later on.
1: So, they. Can we just get to the dueling club? I just, I just want to get <laughs> the to title the, of the chapter. The title of the chapter. <laughs> it's the title of the chapter, but it's also my favorite part of this chapter. Mm. I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of it. I love it. It's. It's like, a
0: smart thing to have.
1: It's, one of the I think. <laughs> Good ideas that Lockhart has
0: come up with. <laughs> yeah. And
1: uh, like, I don't know now the execution of which.
0: It, it could use some help. It Maybe could use some more supervision because there's a lot of people in the Great Hall all shooting spells at each other.
1: Supervision, I think organization could have been a little bit better. Like, you could have done different periods with the different years.
0: Yeah. Because putting like a first year against like a six year is kind of like, oh, I don't think it's going to end well.
1: I would assume that, like Lockhart I don't know is, if
0: Lockhart's good enough to know not to no, pair them together.
1: I will, I will give Lockhart that at least that he seemed to be pairing them up fairly knowledgeably. Um,
0: I think just the years were kind of grouping together because it's like that's their friend group. That's who they know. Yeah, which
1: is fine. But yeah, I I would have organized that differently. <laughs> um, but it's a cool cool idea and I think yeah I would have had a different professor be the uh sponsor for it uh not that I would have chosen Snape either for that matter I would have gone with Flitwick right uh which we can get into later but (laughs) I would have gone with Flitwick uh Snape obviously shows or
0: Dumbledore I mean they know that he has this like incredibly famous duel in his past It was on the chocolate frog.
1: Well, that would certainly keep the kids' attention if Dumbledore was up there demonstrating this. Yes, but, I mean, realistically, he's got so much on his plate. Like, why?
0: Because he could. (laughs) It'd be a chance to be with the kids. He doesn't really get to teach them as much. And that's the joy of teaching, of being with the kids.
1: Mm, I don't know. I, I think he would probably delegate it McGonagall would be maybe a decent choice <laughs> or um, the, the answer is Flitwick it is Flitwick but we can move on uh, from that
0: I just yeah, wonder but, if Dumbledore asked Snape to supervise because he did not seem like he wanted to be there and Lockhart literally just removed Harry's arm so I could see him as being like maybe we should make sure there's an adult in the room to keep the kids from killing each other on accident I had
1: the same thought as you, but ultimately I don't believe that to be the case. Okay, so why? So I think Snape volunteered for this. I think Snape was like the overexcited child. I think he was the Hermione of this moment. (laughs) Of like, okay, Lockhart needs a dueling partner. And his hand just shot up into the air very excitedly. So
0: he hates Lockhart so much. I he think wants he a wants chance a chance to, to,
1: like... to shut him up. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I think he took this opportunity as like, oh, I can get at him. He keeps spouting all of these like heroic things he's done and accomplishments. He's like, let's see how good he really is.
0: It could possibly be against Lockhart, but it could also be a chance to embarrass Harry. Because he goes very quickly with pairing Harry and Malfoy together, knowing perfectly well how that's going to go.
1: I think that was just an added bonus. I think that was well. I
0: think that's like part of the appeal because he just had stuff stolen from his, you know, his cover in potions class, and he knows Harry's involved, but he can't necessarily prove it as well. So why not get a chance to take revenge in dueling?
1: Uh, Snape is certainly opportunistic in that. And that potential outcome, for sure. Uh, definitely an added bonus for him being there. I felt so horribly bad for Harry when they get up there and Snape whispers in Draco's ear and you just know something is coming at you. Right. And Lockhart's just like, just do what I did. And Harry quickly goes, what dropped my wand? What drop my wand? <laughs>
0: Uh, Which so I feel like great. the the um the spell that Snape whispers to Malfoy like the serpent sor- sortra I suck at saying Latin Sortia?
1: serpent sorcia I suck sorcia? at pronouncing
0: things but sorcia don't you think like that would be very complex magic to just conjure up a creature like a living creature and I wonder like just hearing the spell and then being able to do it like. I mean we've we've talked before about how some spells require very specific pronunciation and very specific like wand movement. And here he just whispered it in his ear and it's just like, boom, I did it. So it just makes me wonder like why like what about that spell made it so easy to produce a snake? Or the complex the various levels of complexity of different spells, I guess, is what it was making me think about.
1: To answer the question, I would say Snape was specific in how he said to do it,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: Snape just strikes me as a very, like, point by point, this is how you're going to do this kind of guy. Well, especially
0: with a Slytherin, as a student. I think it's
1: just his potions background. It's like, step by step, okay. these are the instructions of how you were going to do this. Um, but yeah, the Slytherin background, you might have, like, an innate talent with that type no, of No, I meant spell. more
0: like, you're a Slytherin, so I'm going to try extra hard to teach you.
1: Oh, no. I, I honestly don't think he cares that much.
0: I think he does if it's coming against Harry in a duel.
1: That doesn't have anything to do with Slytherin, though. That has to do... With...
0: Slytherin!
1: No. So, <laughs> no. What I'm saying is so Slytherins have a talent, I think, for having a Serpent Sorcia type of spell, given their connection to literally their crest. Uh-huh. But uh, to your point... I don't think Snape's enthusiasm is because I'm gonna help this Slytherin overcome Gryffindor. No,
0: the enthusiasm is to get revenge on Harry. Harry. But I'm just saying he takes the extra effort because it is a Slytherin.
1: Oh, I don't think that has anything to do with it.
0: I think part of it.
1: Maybe we'll agree a, to disagree. Maybe a little part of it, but I don't think it's a leading thing. I think it's no, part. no. I
0: don't think it's a leading thing. But I think it's an extra factor.
1: Hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll fight it out later. <laughs> 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 no, um, <laughs> but going back to some of those spells, uh, you There's got Rictum Sempra, which is interesting. Um, that's a tickling charm. It's a tickling charm, which is portrayed much differently in the movie. I think it like propels Draco back in like this spiraling. Uh, kind of motion.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it seems more violent in the movies than in the books because he's just like keeled over, but it's because he's laughing because he's being tickled so much.
1: Yeah. So that is an interesting one. Also, Rick Sempra." I, when I say that, and I'm sure there's some Latin meaning translating tickling charm, but I, when I see Rick Sempra," I don't think tickling charm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why.
0: I just wonder where they got the knowledge for some of these charms. Because I doubt Flitwick was teaching it to them in class. It would seem maybe more of like a defense against the dark arts thing. But Lord knows Lockhart didn't teach it to them and Quirrell probably didn't either. So it makes me wonder how much time they spend in the library, like looking up little potential.
1: I wouldn't discount Quirrell as a teacher per se.
0: I just don't think it would just have was just because he was weird. First year. It doesn't mean that no. I, I think that like kind of tough, but I think it wasn't necessarily.
1: I agree. I don't. The think, tickling
0: charm doesn't seem like a dark arts. I, no, I agree of with thing. you. There.
1: I, I agree with you there. So, I mean, you could pick that up. I, tickling charm. You could probably find that in a non-restricted section. It just
0: reminds me book. of like when people take a foreign language. How one of the first things they do is look up curse words in the dictionary. It seems like this kind of thing of like, okay, I'm in the library, I can go look up little spells that I could use on my friends or my enemies and can get at them like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hermione seems to have delved into that a little bit with the end of Sorcerer's Hermione just wants to read everything. That's fair, but... Like we were saying, you don't necessarily have to get into the restricted section to kind right. of find some of this. So It just
0: makes me wonder, like, how much... Because, I mean, like, for them, the library is a place where it's, oh, I'm doing my homework or whatever. But at the same time, how much time do they spend in there for fun to look up fun things that they could use later on in life?
1: Depends on what kind of person or student you are. Because, yeah. again, I don't see, like, Seamus just going in there... I don't care what he's looking up, but I don't don't see him.
0: (laughs) Spending that extra time in the library?
1: Yeah, on his own going to the library. You know, and some of it is from older students, probably.
0: Yeah, probably. That
1: has just kind of, either they witness. Or their
0: parents, like, kind of. Or their parents, or
1: older brothers and sisters, or whatever. A lot of
0: it's probably just It just makes me think, like, how much knowledge is given in class versus they find on their own or from some other source. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, Harry used Rictusempra on Malfoy. Malfoy used... Something. Tarentalegra, I think, on Harry.
0: That was after.
1: Which is the uh, that jerking legs yeah. spell. So some different ones uh, that we've gotten for kind of the first time, which is kind of cool. But uh, yeah, we can kind of go back into the Dueling Club a little bit more in the spoiler section. Mm. But um, Harry then finds himself going to the library later on, searching for Justin Fidge Fleshly. Uh, because at the end of that dueling club session, um, obviously Serpent Sortia Snake comes out. Harry tells it to not attack Justin. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: which it does.
0: But no one seems to be focused on that part. But
1: no one seems to be focused on the overall context of, like, what exactly happened, which I haven't... Which makes
0: sense, because, I mean, it's a shocking thing to suddenly hear Harry Potter speak to snakes.
1: Yes, that would be an alarming thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: However, the order of events doesn't exactly make sense. No one is looking at Draco as the person who actually casted the snake. And then... Harry is suddenly the awful person for, after the snake has already been casted and already gone to Justin.
0: Oh, so you think Malfoy got off easy.
1: Yeah. He's the one that (laughs) casted the stupid thing. Snape
0: told him to.
1: Either way, (laughs) it's like Harry's on the far back end of this.
0: Because he could talk to snakes, which makes it sound like he's the heir of Slytherin, which... Enemies of the air, beware. How do they even
1: know he's actually talking to a snake? He could just make hissing sounds.
0: Normal people don't usually hiss.
1: He tries it later in his dorm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was by himself, not in front of a whole crowd.
1: I'm just saying. It's like...
0: How many people in your life have you known who just randomly go up to people and hiss at them?
1: (laughs) With a snake? Because I don't know, some kid might go up to a snake and (laughs) hiss at it. I don't know, trying to speak to it. Doesn't mean they can. Oh,
0: no. see this big snake coming after you. You like run away or like kick at it or well, something. Well, he didn't. He or stayed use there. His wand.
1: He stayed there, and then another. Kid. But he said
0: he had this like overwhelming feeling that he could like, like, get through to it somehow. And then once it, he said like you know get away from Justin. Then it was a calmness. He knew it wasn't going to attack anymore. But from everyone else's perspective, Harry starts hissing. And then Justin's terrified. Everyone else is here. Even Snape looks weird. Snape is like making some calculated face like I was not expecting that.
1: Yes, but that could be for an entirely different reason. Yes. Which we can get to later. <laughs> but um Yeah, we'll get there later. But no, it it was just so the Hufflepuffs essentially when Harry is going to look for Justin in the library to try to explain they have the situation
0: very quickly decided Harry is
1: yes the heir. Ernie Mcmillan is kind of leading this I mean he's basically standing on a soapbox kind of giving this monologue speech of why Harry is the heir of Slytherin and again and the
0: conspiracy kind of does fit to his credit like everything that he says like there is a logic behind it of how it could fit like that.
1: The only credible part of his thing I could think of is the reason why Voldy went after him. Right. Was to try to eliminate the rise of another Dark Lord. Right. I can understand that logic.
0: But then, of course, if you believe that logic, then everything else that he then says would kind of, like, go together. Does... No one at
1: all think, if he's the heir of Slytherin, wouldn't he then be in Slytherin house? Or do they just assume Maybe he... they think
0: he's so dark, he tricked the sorting hat.
1: I mean, if you're the heir of Slytherin, Malfoy, the hat didn't even touch Malfoy. <laughs> and it said Slytherin.
0: To be fair, these are, what'd you say, they're, these are second-year stupid If people, you're the right? heir
1: of Slytherin, There's, I'm assuming the hat is sitting year... on a shelf in his office before Harry ever gets there and goes, that kid's Slytherin, like, way over there.
0: But again, right, like, yeah. he said, like, first-year stupid. Like, now they're second-year stupid. But, I mean, if, if if if... It's almost like a math equation. Like, if Voldemort tried to take down Harry because of Harry's secret power that would threaten him, okay, cool, then anyone who annoys Harry... He's going to go after her because he's, you know, a young boy who is getting accused of stuff. So Colin was taking pictures of him. Let's attack Colin. She got detention, almost got detention with Filch. Let's attack his cat. Like, you know, Justin said that he wasn't going to go to Hogwarts. It was more like a muggle-born school. We'll then go after him for that.
1: I get it. But there's a long step between a kid kind of being annoying and like, I'm going to kill that kid. There's well, that's like, why it's
0: a conspiracy There's like theory. a step
1: off of like...
0: But you can see the conspiracy from their point of view when she starts no, diving into it. No, I see it from his
1: point of view because the other Hufflepuffs, to their credit, especially Hannah, uh, is like...
0: He seems so is, nice. Yeah,
1: are we really sure this makes a whole lot of sense because from what we actually know, there's a lot of counterpoints here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, in Gryffindor, made the Dark Lord go away... <laughs> Seems like just a genuinely cool kid just to talk to. Why are we jumping to such aggressive uh, accusations?
0: Because there's no one else yet who could potentially be the heir of Why wouldn't you just
1: consider a Slytherin?
0: Because Noah Slytherin has come out to talk to snakes, the way Harry
1: has. Malfoy literally said, mudbloods beware. Yeah, but Malfoy's
0: Malfoy.
1: (laughs) I get it, but he actually (laughs) uttered a
0: threat. Well, that's why they're trying to make the Polyjuice potion, to go check him out. I... It's because there's stupid teenagers and here's the first piece (laughs) of evidence that, like, this person could be it. So we're all going to jump on that and blame him and make his life miserable. I know.
1: And and you said it. You said my phrase from book one was first year dumb. Yeah. I get it. Now it's second year stupid. And now these are second year stupid kind of (laughs) comments and points of logic, and if you're listening to this, yes, I identify with the Ravenclaw house. So <laughs> well, my Harry, logic is, Harry like, even what said are you doing? Listening
0: to it, he's like, if he wasn't so angry, it would have been funny. Because it is ridiculous. But he's just like, right. you are accusing me of, like, attacking my peers. That's not okay. I don't do that kind of thing. So, of course, he's angry and wants to go find Justin to try to, like, you know, apologize slash tell him exactly what happened. And again, exactly anybody happened. does
1: any level of actual investigation, like the teachers don't even have to investigate because they know already like this is actually possible right. for him. So to this do. is one of those
0: cases where it's like because the, it's like very confidential type things, like the teacher's not telling the kids, hey, it's not Harry because why would you need to? then they can make their own little conspiracies and I mean, gossip spreads very You don't very even need quickly. to get very
1: far, because the first one happened while he was at the death day party.
0: Right. And now the second one, the double attack on Justin and nearly headless Nick. Third
1: and fourth one. Yeah. Don't, don't
0: forget about Colin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the third and fourth more one. More attacks, but just more attacks, which is like literally right after the whole thing in the library. Yeah,
1: he was just... He's like,
0: what is my luck here? He was
1: just in the library... And he confronted those Hufflepuffs. Mm -hmm. So they know he was there listening. Mm -hmm. Then he runs into Hagrid in the hallway. Has a conversation. Granted brief, but still a conversation with Hagrid. Then stumbles immediately on the body of Justin and the floating ghost, (laughs)
0: uh,
1: nearly headless Nick. Poor Nick. And all of this happens. And then this wonderful, brilliant Ernie McMillan comes running into the hallway again and says, caught in the act. Which made me mad again because clearly he does not know the meaning of the phrase "caught in the act." (laughs) Caught in the act means you are literally doing the thing, not just five seconds afterwards. And it's like I just love
0: Peeves coming in and just cracking up and singing songs about Harry killing his peers,
1: right? Which isn't helping (laughs) anything. Which I get is Peeves' whole point is he doesn't help at all. He makes everything. Exponentially I think
0: they really... I think McGonagall was like, okay, we're going to go see Dumbledore, in part to get Harry out of the scene, but also to, like, make everyone else think, like, okay, this is being taken care of, you need to stop freaking out and having little conspiracies, go back to your norms.
1: I I just blasted Ernie for saying, like, caught in the act, which he's not, but... He is at the scene of the... Scene of the
0: crime. Scene
1: of the crime, which is a whole other part of this. Right. And I think that's why McGonagall's like, okay, this is a thing now. We're going to have to, like,
0: Interview. take this up the
1: chain a notch. Yep. And that and that's, you know, McGonagall is, like, the most sane person in this whole, <laughs> like, scene, which should be the case. But, um, yeah, it's just, it, the whole thing's ridiculous. And we end
0: um, the chapter scene, Dumbledore's Gryffindor
1: yeah his, his knocker is a griffin so that would then make it a griffin door i just love it puns yay uh, puns and on puns we will end the non-spoiler section and uh enjoy the wonderful tones of lockhart as we go into the spoiler section be right back All right, so we're back from break. Uh, Elizabeth and I fought it out. We're okay. We're all right. Speaking of fighting, we're going back to the dueling club. (laughs) And uh, there's a lot there that we kind of wanted to dig into a little bit more. Uh, Obviously, Harry using um, parcel mouth, parcel tongue, whichever you prefer.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, he is a parcel mouth because he speaks parcel tongue. That was the distinction. I had to double check it.
1: He speaks to snakes. So there's there's a lot that goes into that. And um, (laughs) you you hinted in the non-spoiler that it's maybe not just the fact that he can communicate with a snake, but is there a deeper connection there?
0: With the snakes.
1: And is that part of the power of it? Is If you can talk to a snake, then you kind of have this... Uh, inherent level of, I don't want to say control, but like...
0: Um, well, you can build a relationship with the snake. That's why Voldemort can build a relationship with Nagini. You
1: have like a sway over it. I don't want to say like complete control, but like a sway over it. I can I mean, see that. Like,
0: I mean, not many people can talk to snakes. Right.
1: So it's almost like a... I don't know. And obviously we know the chain of this characteristic... And the types of people that have had this. um,
0: Which is why I kind of think it's a shame that Harry doesn't utilize it as much. Because he could talk to regular snakes and just have little conversations like he did in the zoo. And I think that'd be really interesting.
1: I'm not exactly sure how many snakes he sees on a daily basis. I
0: know, again. But it would be kind of fun. Like I mean, they get to have cats and rats and owls. Like if he had a little pet snake and it would help with the mice population in the Careful.
1: I think the reaction of his fellow students and Snape, which we'll get to in a second, and then, you know, his best friends scare him away from ever wanting to do that ever again.
0: Yeah, which is really a shame.
1: It is, because you can use it for more positive things circumstances.
0: Well we know in the rest of the series, like getting into the chamber secrets, he has to use it. And of course Ron and Hermione later on in the seventh book, like Ron imitates him to get into the chamber and understanding the Vasilis when it's like trying It's another to example him. of a random
1: person hissing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's heard someone hiss. There was a reason to get there. But then also too in the seventh book like being tricked by Nagini when she's trying to be um back shot uh, yeah back shot like i think in the whole series she uses it well like to touch back upon it it's not like a one detail that's then forgotten and tossed away and just used in this book for no, this one no it's used to kind day. of emphasize different parts. i just wish that he could have a situation more like the first book where it's like a fun thing to talk to snakes not necessarily there's this big evil stigma behind it
1: Except there's a really big evil stigma. There's,
0: like, yeah, but I want him to get rid of it. And,
1: and part of that, I think, uh, we hinted towards Snape's reaction to it. And yeah, it was a
0: very calculating look.
1: Most of the kids are reacting like, this is really scary. weird. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird. Scary. It's different. Most of the non-muggle-born kids know what that stigma is.
0: Which is why they're like terrified.
1: But Snape not only knows what that stigma is, he has... Ex- Experienced that stigma,
0: right? Presumably
1: he, in person, he's seen
0: another parsimoth. Yeah, the moth, if you will.
1: <laughs> the OG, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, not the OG, but like, yeah, he, he's, you know, he's heard Voldemort. <laughs> That's how Harry G gets before. his.
1: So I'm right. counting that as the OG part of it. But yeah, it's like, um, yeah, he knows who has utilized that particular talent, right? I'm sure Snape's first thing he does after he gets done with this is go hey, straight to Dumbledore and be like, <laughs> dude, Which this he kid. should do
0: anyway because, like, if you're going to take care of your students and here's the student who just revealed this, like, incredible power that everyone is going to be terrified of him now. Like That kid is going to need some little special one-on-one time to help cope. So a good teacher would do that, but yeah, he's definitely doing it because like a lot of these, I want to report on Harry.
1: A lot of these teachers are good, honestly. I don't see many of them doing that.
0: I feel like they're they very
1: would. like. But of uh, the learning. two
0: witnesses the two teachers? There's Lockhart and Snape. Lockhart's not going to do it.
1: Honestly, he's the one to comfort more than any of the other teachers. There.
0: Yeah. Honestly, yeah.
1: Most of the other teachers are. Like, so it would no, definitely be
0: this. responsible. Like it would be Snape's responsibility to go tell the headmaster. One of our students, this was the situation that happened. It'd be like writing up a report of it.
1: Yeah, except there's a lot of connotations with this Right. that Which require a it's whole like, other conversation.
0: Let's, let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> but only he would, I don't know even how much of an open secret that was. Like, I don't know how boldly Voldy flaunted that particular talent.
0: That he could talk to snakes?
1: Yeah. I don't know if general public knew that, or just...
0: Well, I mean, everyone knows that he's really close with Nagini. I could see I don't him. even know if
1: general public knows that, because he kept Nagini close.
0: Yeah, but...
1: You know what I'm saying? like.
0: I, I could see it both ways, because I could see it as him, Tom Riddle, being like, you know, I've got this connection to Salazar Slytherin, because I am a Slytherin. But he gets that also with the locket, which he doesn't necessarily flaunt around. But, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much... Maybe it's just a way to
0: show off to the Death Eaters. of Like, here's my snake who could eat you at any time. Well, that's the other part of this
1: is the people that would find out about this, I don't know that they're living long enough to just go out and tell the Daily Prophet. Yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I don't know. And I don't know how much Dumbledore or the first round of the Order would just be like, hey, people, this guy does this. You know, I I don't know how much they flaunt that.
0: If anything, it's just another depth to his evil in their minds. Because you can talk to snakes. Kind of. But the other interesting thing, of course, of the dueling club was Expelliarmus.
1: Yeah. Harry ends up the spell that he's known for. Yeah. The spell that defines him.
0: Almost mocked for, overusing, you know?
1: Honest, this is a whole other discussion, but honestly, <laughs> he probably should be a little mocked for it. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other debate for another time. But yeah, no, that spell that he is literally known for.
0: He learns from Snape. He learns
1: from Snape. <laughs> and now I will say this. Snape, again, has his dueling background, as Lockhart said. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Snape's history with dueling is—he was obviously a Death Eater who I would assume go out and potentially do Death Eater things,
0: <laughs> like dueling. Like dueling. <laughs>
1: um, also, he was the fair uh, target of such things with James and Sirius. So, mm-hmm. um, but he—he um, he uses Expelliarmus, and it packs a punch right and which i
0: mean you were saying earlier how he wants to show up lockhart and just humiliate him because he's been full of talk and he did this very very well and of course lockhart was then was like oh that was so smart of you to show them
1: now i i don't think people end up saying like harry is this excellent duelist and he's this excellent uh Magical fighter or whatever.
0: Well, I think there goes there's more that goes into dueling than just the spells you throw at other people.
1: Yes, and you see that here because I can't think of a moment when Harry uses Expelliarmus and it has the same effect that, that? Snape has. Yeah. And right away, I know people are going to be like, "Well, what about when he's dueling Voldemort and he uses the spell and he like the the wands connect and he duels and he fights him?" I'm like, okay. You have a ton of different explanations for that throughout the series. You have the, the twin cores. You have their connection is they're literally, you know, Harry is half foldy with the, the right. Horcrux and the soul.
0: Right, Like
1: there's a ton of different reasons for that spell to be that effective against that specific combatant.
0: I think it's just kind of similar to um, the Unforgivable Curses. Where it's like, you have to mean it if you use it. And I think Lockhart meant, or Snape meant it against Lockhart.
1: Well, I think Harry means to disarm people.
0: Yeah, but he also but had the just, extra oomph of like, I wanted.
1: Yeah, but literally like, when Harry does it, the wand just flies out of the person's hand. Which is bad, and that's effective, yes. Right. But at the same time, Do you think it's like, maybe it's
0: also in part because Lockhart is just so...
1: Bad well, he did nothing magic. to stop anything, and I don't think he was expecting the particular venom behind the spell. No, uh, which then you know, Harry then notices throughout the rest of the encounter that Lockhart keeps glancing over at Snape. and was like,
0: yeah, let's do, let's do
1: volunteers, you too. Like, yeah. so let's. You know. And then
0: Lockhart like actively avoids Snape, which is hilarious.
1: I mean, I would. Um... <laughs> But no, so you see there that Snape is competent in more than just making potions. Mm -hmm. Uh, He packs a real threat of a punch. um, So he can back up a lot of the arrogance that I think he just kind of carries, or at least from Harry's point of view, the the arrogance that he carries.
0: Yeah. If anything, the biggest, what I get from it is just how ironic it is that Harry is taught the life-saving spell that saves him multiple times. By Snape, who both hates him and wants to protect him. Is charged him.
1: to protect him? Yeah.
0: I mean, he wants to protect him, too. He's Lily's son and has Lily's eyes. And, you know, I mean, by the end, when he talks to Dumbledore, he's like, we've been protecting him like a pig to the slaughter kind of a thing. Like, like this is one of those cases where he accidentally taught him the very thing that it will save his life repeatedly.
1: I wonder if he ever goes back on that and has that, like, inner thought moment. Uh, Because, again, Death Eater, he plays his part well, so he goes back to Voldy playing the the double agent.
0: The Death Eaters know that that's his, like, signature move. They plan
1: for it specifically. Yeah. They have a literal game plan in place for him to use that specific spell. Yeah. So, I wonder if Snape just goes back on it ever and is like, I taught him that. (laughs) Like, I was the (laughs) first person... little
0: pride moment.
1: That... And maybe he doesn't. Maybe he assumes he read it somewhere beforehand
0: or Mm. whatever.
1: But no, this is kind of that first moment. That first aha moment. Yeah. But no, it it is cool. It's kind of a cool thing to kind of look back on and be like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Snape is, like you said, doing his part to protect Harry, despite how cruel and... Uh, abusive (laughs) verbally and mentally he is to Harry. To be
0: fair, he disrupted his class in this chapter and that was a rude thing to do. Granted, he didn't throw the firework, but we'll still blame it on Harry.
1: Not just that, but again, to Snape's point, um, it's a dangerous thing to try to disrupt a potion like he had to fix like
0: half the class, yeah, half the glass
1: yeah. from this potion. What if it wasn't a swelling solution? What, I don't if, know. Was, what if
0: he? Had, what if Goyle had been, you know, too dumb to get the potion right, and it was some poisonous acid yeah, or something like, like that? Like that
1: could be a very dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can't imagine Snape is super thrilled with any of that. <laughs> um, but I do like your point about how he did have the deflating draft like ready to go. Yeah,
0: I mean, just he, in case. he is a. Professional, experienced, veteran teacher. So he knows something's gonna go wrong. Got to prepare for the worst.
1: He assumes these kids are all dumb, <laughs> and someone's gonna make a mistake. And he's not wrong. <laughs> They're
0: learning, Dad.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the only other little bits I had from the spoiler is how I love how there's little tiny hints of what's going on with Jenny. We know, she's been having nightmares. She continues to be very distraught. And Hagrid talks about the roosters, you know, being strangled and killed, which we know Ginny is the one who's been doing, though she doesn't remember it. So it's, it's nice to see that there's a little hint sprinkled throughout of what's really going on.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm rereading it. It's not nearly as subtle. Like the first read, and I don't know why, it's really not that subtle. <laughs> that Ginny has a very major part to play in this whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't know. Uh, I can't even. I, I guess I'm trying well, it's to remember. Like, it's
0: a mention of Ginny. Somebody mentioned like George and Fred were off being goofy. Or Percy made some it, comments. It's, it's like mentioning of the Weasleys to she remember ex- she's yeah. there.
1: She explains it away well enough that she's, a, you know, first year experiencing a lot of this for the first time. Right. But... um yeah I don't know. it it just I can't remember exactly what my first thought of this was because again, it was a long time ago when I first read this. <laughs> um, but I want to say I didn't have like a strong feeling that Ginny had a major role in this.
0: Well, in general, we've talked before about how JK. Rowling is really good at tossing in little tiny details that seem insignificant, and then later on you're like, oh my God' So
1: that was obvious. important. Yeah, so obvious. Yeah. So, like, on reread, it's like, wow, she's really beating you over the head with this Ginny thing. Yeah. And it's, you know, very obvious. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. Unless you have anything else.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: I just love the idea of the dueling club. And I wish Flitwick was the sponsor, because... Hermione has the line about... But this was another hearsay line of... She heard somewhere that he was a dueling champion.
0: Right. We don't know for sure. Yeah.
1: If you look at different sites and different places, they all seem to take that as fact. And then you see his accomplishments later in the books Mm -hmm. uh, when he's defending Hogwarts. Um, I know he goes up... I think he goes up against Yaxley and Mm -hmm. I
0: It wouldn't surprise me if he is a dueling expert because, I mean... I could see him as being under...
1: I don't know if he fought them separately or together, but either way, he comes away from... I could just see
0: people underestimating him because of his size. It's like, size means nothing in the magical world. The amount of magic I have is...
1: That, and then Charms get such a bad rap for being, like, a soft subject, quote-unquote. And it's just like... Charms is the most mm-hmm. useful class because you're going to use it every day. You're right. not going to use Defense Against the Dark Arts. You're not going to make potions, potions every, every day. day. Every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Charms, you're probably going to do a charm every day. Yeah. So it's like I, I think he gets a Flintwick gets a bad rap overall. He just doesn't get appreciated. I would say enough. A
0: bad rap. He, he he's, just, under, he's, under- he's, he's undervalued. Yeah.
1: But it's he gets tossed to the side a lot when he shouldn't. And I don't know. I'll have a whole spiel. On <laughs> later. I'm a big Flitwick supporter. Anyway, on that, we'll call it an episode. So
0: that we can get to the next one. So that we can get to the next one. <laughs> so we
1: the next one. Uh, yeah, we'll be covering uh, Chapter 12, The Polyjuice Potion, next yeah, week. So join so, us. Yeah, Elizabeth will be back for that. So stay tuned. Um, let us know what you're thinking on all of our debates on Twitter and Instagram. So we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hogwartsapod.